0: everybody and welcome back to another episode of Left Inside, a weekly podcast offering a critical look at news, culture and politics from a left perspective. My name is Jessie Kelly and I am back as your host today. I am joined by my other professional shite talkers um, Nicole McCarthy
1: <laughs> hello, and
0: Dave Murphy Hello. But we are without Paul this week as he's still on his holly bops. Um,
1: the most professional shy talker of all. <laughs> yeah,
0: our leader our
1: <laughs> in shy talking. <laughs>
0: um, he's down in West Cork, I think, back out of So he's out of the podcast for the day. Um, so yeah, today we're back talking about um, news and the most recent stories and stuff like that. But first of all, before we jump into it... Um, We have now um, been doing the podcast for a few months and it's going really well and everyone seems to be enjoying it and stuff like that. And the feedback from everyone has been great. So we are setting up a fund me sort of donate page um, because we have a load of ideas for the podcast and we have a load of things we want to get done. But we're all doing this for free. (laughs) for the good of our own time. And we need more microphones. We need like,
1: yeah. It's for the benefit of the listeners, really, though, Jesse. Exactly, (laughs) exactly.
0: You put money into this, you get it back out again.
1: Yeah, you'll see the quality, we promise. (laughs)
0: You'll see our quality. You'll see our mics be better. Like, yeah, we basically, we're going to have a target of 500 euro. um, And we're going to set like goals at what we can buy at different limits of that goal and stuff like that. So if anyone who's listening has enjoyed the podcast at all or got any sort of entertainment from it, um, maybe consider donating to us. It's going to be, the link is going to be up on the rise website uh so that's letusrise.ie um and whatever you could spare that would be great to continue our podcast so
1: yeah i don't think 500 is too much to ask for considering the priceless in- entertainment that we're offering
0: <laughs> exactly i fully agree i i would vote yeah. for us
1: you know? yeah <laughs> i do notice how you said it was our starting target as well you know <laughs> it may change <laughs> yeah we want to keep this going We'll have the best damn podcast this world has ever seen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Putting a studio in the in the garage you know. that uh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Soundproofing the gas. like <laughs> 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 um, yes. So do click on there if you're interested not in, in supporting us. Um, so yeah. I guess we'll start off this week. It was a bit of an older story. It happened last week, but I think we still need to cover it just because of how fucking insane it was. Um, But the Tampax ad getting banned in Ireland, like full on taken down because 84 people complained about it. Um, Like what? (laughs) It is 2020, right? Like (laughs) we can't talk about tampons now.
1: It's just, I know it goes back to this whole thing though. They're like fully willing to accept... A woman who's exercising on her first day of her period you know not being affected by it because that's what society wants to see you know women are not, not taken down by their periods it's just a normal day and also just like this denial through ads of like the weird blue liquid or the purple liquid they show to represent how absorbent they are it's just like we can handle that level of period ad but then when it gets too real it's like oh no god no you can't actually be educating little girls about how to use tampons god forbid i can see your face there dave we've said tampons so much you're like "Uh." (laughs) 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 but like i mean apparently the ad has been done a a statement has been released like and the ad was done in response to statistics that 42 percent of people who get periods and are not using applicators correctly and 79 percent experience discomfort while using a tampon and I read an article by Fiona Ferguson in Rebel News um, and it just correctly says that, you know, the public outrage should be these statistics. Like, why are women putting up with this discomfort each each month? Like, And it's offensive that education for tampon use is actually coming from a multinational company whose only motive behind it is to attract these 79% of women who find it uncomfortable. They want to make sure that they get them in as repeat customers. You know, uh, they want to... like. It's just madness. So there's actually so many women out there. 79% is a really high statistic. And I'd say a high percentage of those women repeat used tampons even though they find discomfort while using them. So rather than having an open conversation about it and allowing education to flow about it, People are just putting up with the discomfort, like, it's insane. And I suppose, like, sorry, I'm, this is something that I'm really fucking pissed off about. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, I'm literally on the same.
1: It allows, like, the topic of periods to become a further shunned thing. It's already an embarrassing topic for a young person to try and talk about. Um, and, like obviously this comes from years of Catholic church guilt that we have over our society but now a young woman is going to hear that this ad was banned go and check it out because that's what you do when you hear something is banned you want to go and watch it or see it see that there's absolutely nothing offensive that happens in it and then think that even this level of talking about periods is unacceptable do you know that kind of way and in school the only people who discuss these kind of things with you are those mad religious groups that come in to give free sex education so they're not they're the type of people who are making these complaints they're not the right people to to be chatting to about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... It makes no sense. Like, where are you supposed to go? And I do agree. Like, the language in it is crap. You know, you gotta get them up there, girls. Like that is—it's <laughs> not good. Like, it's not the right education, but like a weird, cringy education like that is much better than just not talking about it and not knowing and going in discomfort and not knowing that it's weird. Do you know that kind of yeah. way?
0: I have to say, like, the ad itself actually like annoyed me anyway. <laughs> regardless, before yeah, me too. I, I really didn't like really the ad. Really I was thought. like, oh, for
1: fuck's sake, is that how we're really represented? You know what I mean? If I want to attack talk to women it has to be through like a talk show setting you know
0: yeah do you know what i mean it was like kind of
1: how else can we reach the listener <laughs> you
0: know? that's what i thought when i first got saw it. so when i saw it was banned i was kind of like oh class but also <laughs> this is not good it's not
2: good at all But <laughs> well, isn't it mad that like it was only like 84 complaints and it got pulled like you know yeah so like it's like old like ireland as such like you know if you think about the massive change that's gone through ireland over the last few years so, like, I went back and I did a bit of research, you know. So, in 90, in the 1950s, the Archbishop of Dublin tried to have uh, tampons stop being imported. Oh, my God, Or like stop I, I'm not sure if it was tampons, but, but stuff for, like, women and their period, like, tried to have it import. Stop it being imported. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because in case, like, people got pleasure off it, like, you know.
1: <laughs> like, it's as if it's some sinful thing that we don't have to use sanitary products like do you know what I
2: mean I know and if you consider that for 4 out of 5 women it's uncomfortable yeah you know what I mean it's not like (laughs) yeah
1: exactly (laughs) I'm loving putting
0: my tampon up
2: every fucking (laughs) pain in the hole literally like (laughs) yeah oh
1: my god like it's just fucking ridiculous
2: it says a lot about sex education as well like when you consider that this is a big thing now you know you have like the ultra right trying to make a big thing about it but also like from the left like people pushing for more sex education in school that's like you know, uh, age-appropriate type thing, like, you know, and that this is something that, as Nicole said, you have religious groups coming into school, probably not talking about it at all, um, and then you you have the need then for, well, not the need, but, like, you have multinational companies then coming in and, like, providing this education or, or information in the vacuum that that it creates then. It's just, it's bizarre, like... But
1: I also think age-appropriate sex education, like, needs to take into account, like, so for me, anyway, like, I didn't know about periods properly until just before I would have been getting it. You know what I mean? They don't educate you on it until they're like, oh, you may already have this or will very soon have this. Like, it should be something that's normalised from a younger age for you that you don't find out at the age of 11 or 12. Oh, by the way, once a month you're going to bleed from your vagina. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, ah, that's (laughs) shocking news to find out. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like (laughs) It just, it should be normalised from an early age. I can remember being in the bathroom and, you know, my mom would be an open kind of person but being like what are these about tampons and the tampon machine and she's just being like oh they're you know something that women use like they're for older women you know it'll be explained to you one day like and you know at least she didn't completely shut me down but it should have been just like an open conversation of like one day you will need it for this reason you know that like you can't just hide that from young women (laughs)
0: Exactly, like all of my friends who menstruate like they still are doing the thing you know like when you put the tampon up your sleeve when you're in a room full of people and you're getting a tampon from your bag and stuff like that or whatever or if you're in work and stuff or if you've forgotten a tampon or a pad or whatever it is you use you'd be like embarrassed to ask other people like my friends have said that before they like it's okay because it's like I think it is something to do with, like, women have a sort of code about tampons and stuff. It's like, do you have a tampon? It's like, yeah, I do, quickly. Yeah, don't yeah. tell anyone. Like, don't tell anyone you've, like, faltered at all or whatever. Or, like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but, like, yeah,
1: exactly. Like, I have let womanhood down today. I forgot <laughs> yeah, to bring a right. tampon with me in preparation just in case. Yeah. You know.
2: <laughs> but then you just actually look at the ad, um, the, the the complaints about it. So if you go to the... if it, If you go to the website, like, you can look at all the complaints that have been received. Oh, you can
1: read them? The actual words? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, no way. Right?
2: So, but the, the decision on this one, it wasn't banned because it was, like, demeaning to women. It wasn't banned because it was unsuitable for children. And it wasn't banned because of sexual innuendo. It was banned because I think they said it was, like, offensive, generally, like, you know. Which is, like, if you look at all... Like, this was on the radio during the week or last week, you know, on... Oh, there was the usual outcry, like, you know, from the like the Helen Lovejoy type people, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is fucking offensive to people these days, like honestly.
0: I know, but do you ever like? I was thinking as well, like, how many of these people who have like complained about this ad and got it banned also like harping on about free speech and like you know the right yes. to not wear a mask <laughs> or whatever? Do you know what I mean? Like, I i would wonder, I would wonder what the crossover there is between the people who banned this but, I mean, The
1: fact that there was only 84 people who complained about it, so there might not have even been that much of a fucking crossover because it's such a small minority who were against it. Like, yeah, well, and ha-
0: like 3.5 five billion people menstruate <laughs> and like it's 84 or 84 people got pissed off in Ireland so it's like nope education for you guys <laughs> it's like it's crazy it reminds me as well of um this other thing I found out recently enough it was like um the contraceptive pill it like it bring for me it brings in like the idea that kind of like women's health isn't taken sometimes as seriously you know especially when it comes to like contraception or um whatever it may be tampons periods sort of like bod- women's bodily functions
1: and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like the research isn't there to put it into the most efficient product you could have for this. Like the fact that 79% of people can put tampons in wrong goes to show you that their design is not exactly flawless. You know what I mean? Totally. And
0: that there could have been, there could have been way more like, like information or whatever. They could have, they could have put anything into it, yeah, but they haven't. Um, But also, yeah, the contraceptive pill, when it was first invented in the, it was like the fifties basically you know the thing on the contraceptive pill is you take it for three weeks and then you take a break for seven days and you have your period and then you go back on the contraceptive pill again and this is just why everyone knows this is just like fact and you have to do that right turns out you don't at all um in any way shape or form and it's very it's like fully healthy to have your like not have your period when you're on the pill and not take the seven day break and apparently one of the main reasons like there was other things as well i think like the dosage of the hormones were higher when it was first invented and stuff like that so it was more a risk to take it all the time and stuff like that but the main reason they still got
1: women to take it even though there was risk so oh of course of course oh yeah yeah, like
0: trial studies whatever sure let's just give it to them and see how it works yeah
1: sure they're all crazy anyway do you know what i mean (laughs) the hormones won't bother them (laughs) exactly but get this
0: get this the thing was the creator of the pill was Catholic, and. Um he basically was only able to pitch it to the Pope um, if he kept in the seven day break for women to get their period so that they could feel, feel their naturalness and like keep their shame of their period or whatever. And that was, that was literally why. And on every single box of contraceptive pill, it says, you have to take your seven day break. You have to. This is like, if you don't, like, you should definitely do it the next month and stuff like that. It's not true. It's not medically true at all. <laughs> it's crazy.
1: No, and I can remember. Uh, When I got like into my later teens, and some of my friends started to go on like the newer contraceptive pills where you didn't take the break, it was like, "Whoa, that's so unnatural!" You know, you're not getting, but the whole thing is unnatural. Like, it's only a pretend period that you get. Like, but it's just you're just convinced that it's better somehow because obviously that's the way the Catholic Church wanted us to feel.
0: (laughs) It's crazy though. That really shocked me. I was like,
1: "Yeah, that was one of those angering kind of things as well." (laughs) I didn't have to have my period for all of those years. (laughs) Literally though, and I. was,
0: like on the pill when i found out and i its my cousin who was like um was going to like a better doctor than i was he was just like oh yeah you don't have to do that and she was like okay cool and i was like what like no
1: one told me it's so you, sad you are going
2: to, to dr nick yeah
0: <laughs> I must have been
1: yeah i can remember also there's quite a big like price gap in contraceptive pills as well and getting a better doctor who was like why are you paying 15 euro a month when you can get this one that's three euro a month and if you get it all together if you get the six month prescription together it's a huge cost reduction because it's you're paying the pharmacy fees every time you go back to get it but no one tells you that like do you know what I mean it takes one sound person to be like oh by the way you can actually get a huge discount on this like you know what I mean it's just mad that oh and obviously as a, a a younger person generally you can't afford to buy the six months together in one go either like you know
0: Well, and that's a big problem when it comes to like talking about period stuff as well, because period poverty is huge. And it's like insane that sanitary towels and tampons are marketed as luxury items, like luxury, and they have extra taxes on them because they are a luxury item. And it's like, it's nothing luxurious about it at all. It's actually
1: (laughs) the bane of our existence. You know what I mean? Like it's, It's a horror each month. And then to have to go and pay to, to keep that sustained, you know what I mean? It's it it's crazy. It should definitely be provided for free. Like, those kind of um period poverty reports that were released and there was t- talk of, like, people not being able to go to school and stuff because they couldn't afford sanitary towels or whatever it was to go to. Like, that's shocking. Yeah. That's something that it wouldn't... Not be properly discussed in... You know what I mean? Like, it's not... I've never heard kind of a push for free sanitary products, have you?
0: Like Scotland just made them free, um, yeah, just like a few months ago, I think it was, or something like that, or this year anyway. Um, yeah, so we could do that easily tomorrow, do you know? And like also different um, alternatives to the more wasteful sanitary products as well, I think needs to be talked about more, like moon cups or whatever, you know, the menstrual That's a cup. big
1: one, mm-hmm. And you can get the the reusable cotton pads just like for nappies. We should be reusable cotton diapers as well. And even just as simple, like, if you still do want to use tampons, there's paper applicators available rather than plastic ones. And you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a lot of different alternatives. But I just think that people's miseducation on these things is so high because periods are such a taboo subject to just discuss openly. It's just... It's a topic that we just need to have normalized in school. Like boys should be in the period section of the sex education in school. You know what I mean? That like, used to piss me off so much. Like even today though, the way I was like, Ah, oh, Dave, sure, look at your face. We're talking about tampon. That shouldn't be I shouldn't be calling you out for that, Dave. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> My face was fr- <laughs> My face is always like this. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm
1: always shocked because you don't like it's not it hasn't been normalised for you to talk about it as well as us you know what I mean I like, so yeah. we're all we're all going through the same thing here no I
0: think I think I said this on the podcast before when we had sex out in school um, it was like the whole day or whatever and it, towards the end of the day they were like alright now we're going to talk about periods boys you can go out and play football while the girls that's literally what happened and they went out to play football like and I was so pissed off I was like I want to fucking play football that's so unfair we have to sit here and talk about periods well
1: little did you know not only were you pissed off you had to play football you were also pissed off because you learned what was going to happen to you once a month until you're 50 odd do you know what I mean that's a hard day for us
0: it was a bad afternoon we were out there
1: playing football
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking mental like
1: yeah i feel like we could talk about this forever jesse
0: <laughs> it's so infuriating like it's actually just like oh mind wrecking but anyway
2: moving on could, could i just recommend to people just before we move on that they should go right so to the advertise i think it's the, it's asai the advertising standards authority of ireland and just read the complaints okay because you get the complaint you get the response, like, you know, and then you get a brief description of the ad, like, you know. So, like, um, like there's loads of advertising that's damaging for people, like, you know, uh, like, the gambling, you know, gambling companies that are on 24-7 stuff, like, banks, you know, like, these low, uh, you know, like, the, the payday loan banks, okay, you know, like, you get a real high interest rate. But I found this complaint about the Tesco, you know, the ads for, uh, with COVID around, for, get your shopping delivered by Tesco. And the man the man comes into the Tesco delivery man comes into the house and there's two old people sitting there and he says hello to them and he walks in and he puts the food away for them then he asks "What are you watching they say whatever and they say goodbye you know so, somebody put a complaint in about that ad because it doesn't depict reality because the Tesco man doesn't actually pack your food away from <laughs> you. Like, and I was like, people have nothing fucking better to be doing with their lives? Like, <laughs> Apparently
1: not. <laughs>
2: Apparently,
0: something uh, not. Like.
1: That's somebody who was ringing the Tesco delivery man assuming they're going to get a friend to sit down with them for the day. <laughs> like, what do you mean you're not joining me for a cup of tea? Like, <laughs> oh, it was incredible.
2: Like, do you know, people like really have nothing better to be doing? Oh,
1: God i'd say that is a mad place to work how do you keep a straight face when you're on the phone to these kinds of people like yeah
2: it's (laughs)
0: crazy i'd say so um right okay we'll move on um to a bit of a better news story not not infuriating actually quite um interesting and hopeful maybe um is the climate case which is just got past the supreme court ruling um basically in favor of friends of the irish environment um who took the case against the state so i'll give a bit of a background on it for anyone who's not too sure about what happened so basically there is this mitigation plan um that was put in place when uh richard Bruton was the <laughs> minister for climate and um in 2017 and basically what it is based upon the 2015 act which is um the Climate and Low Carbon Act of 2015, it was like based on that and it's supposed to be like the ultimate plan for the Irish government to tackle climate change and it was going to be great and blah, 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 blah.
1: The ultimate plan. Yeah,
0: like never going to happen that way, of course. Um, but what's significant is that, so FIE, this uh, Friends of the Irish Environment Group, they, have, they took the case to, the, first of all, the, um,
2: it the... It was the High Court and then to the Supreme Court. Yeah. yeah, it was
0: in the High Court first, and then it got ruled against in 2019 last year. Um, and then they appealed it, and just there this week, the unanimous vote of seven. Um, seven judges basically have ruled they ruled in one month as well which is like really significant that they basically just like looked at it all agreed unanimously didn't have to discuss it that much as well um that the plan is utter bullshit it has nothing in it it has no details it's just a general what was it like i think it was described on the website as like a stepping stone to the path on the way to, um, like, <laughs> fucking starting to talk about climate change. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm really not surprised. It only took them a month to deliver on it. It was there was literally nothing of con- of context in it to be reviewing. Yeah,
0: they could like brush through it in like two minutes or whatever. But um, yeah, basically, it's very like significant that this ruling has been passed because it is like the second time in the world that a court has ruled that a government needs to do more on climate change. The first time was in the Netherlands.
1: Ooh, that's impressive. Jeez, I wouldn't have thought we'd have been so ahead of the curve there.
0: Well, we have one of the worst emissions in Europe, but... It's because we're so
2: far behind the curve. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, we keep inviting more multinationals to put giant servers in our country as well, which is not helping things. Yeah,
2: um,
0: no, totally. But, like, yeah, so that is significant because of that, but it's also significant because basically FIE were also trying to not only be like, you have to push the government to have the political will to fight on climate change, they were also talking about like the idea that a government not fighting um, against climate change actually is like going against constitutional rights of the person to be like, to have life, to have a dignity of life, um, to like be healthy and live in a healthy way. And if you don't have an environment, that is healthy they were kind of like trying to get to the point where it could be like constitutionally ruled that the government have to tackle climate change that was shut down because FIE are uh, not for profit and not an individual but basically the judge was kind of like but I would strongly recommend that if an individual did bring this to the court like there's a very big possibility that it could be ruled that like in the constitution you would have to have the right to a safe environment or whatever which would be massive and that would be a first globally um, and could set the path for you know uh, people fighting against climate change all over the world so yeah it's very interesting
2: yeah so this the, the mitigation plan okay so when this bill originally came before the doll the climate uh, climate action and low carbon bill it was when i was working in the doll and i did a bit of work on it in terms of the amendments that we put forward one of the clear things that we said at the time was, um, you know, like the Irish government are great for, like, signalling and stuff and, like, looking like they're going to do something but never actually following through on anything. And, like, this was exactly what we said they would do. Um, like, at the time, I think the Climate Action Bill was, like, one of the first pieces of legislation in the world that, like, put in law, you know, about, like, fighting climate change because that's, that's what it did. Um, and like the Irish Like I think it was Alan Kelly at the time Like they were like You know Because it was around the time of Paris Climate Accord They were like Yeah we're you know Environmental champions But like we were saying like, Green <laughs> Ireland or whatever you <laughs> We know, were saying like, like <laughs> No And like one of the things we said at the time Was like that this thing is so vague Like that like Passing the act in one sense is fine But it's going to come down to the mitigation plan And I think like some of the stuff that like They said how it was vague It was just aspirational Like so like it's just them talking a good game but like actually doing nothing like
1: yeah it's amazing how outright they were in calling it out as well they basically were this close to saying here lads this is a lot of bullshit you know what i mean it was nice to see how open they were about it
0: but that's the thing like the lawyers who are representing the state um in court like on the record stated that the state has like no actual obligation to do anything about climate change. Um and they were like they were apparently like in the court they were like really like blasé about it all. They were kind of like, well, we don't really have to do anything legally and stuff I like guess. And also they said they like admitted um that if they were going to get towards the percentages that like the mitigation plan is trying to go for, which is eighty percent lower than 1990 rates of carbon um, by 2050. So it it was a 33 year plan Um, and it's going to have to be the same thing again when they come back with a new one. But the lawyers in court for the state were like, Oh yeah. So if we're going to get there right now, we have to like, the literal quote was an extreme alteration of Irish society. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> they admitted we're right. <laughs> they literally say what we're saying, um, and we're like, yeah, we agree with you. Let's do it. You know? Did they,
1: did they say something about free, frequent uh, public transport or something? A great, <laughs> Green New Deal, what? Green New Deal,
2: <laughs> right? <Rise? laughs> <laughs> but come here, didn't they also use the argument that all like, the climate change deniers put forward like that? Uh, well, Ireland only contributes 0.13% of global emissions. Aww, therefore, us doing that is pointless. Why would we do anything? Why would we do anything?
0: it's insane and we've literally failed our targets for the last like years continuously failing worse and worse and like the ICE PCC are just constantly being like Ireland get your shit together and we're just like nope
1: and like now that the fact that the Green Party is actually part of the government it's just even more embarrassing you know what I mean our people did actually vote to change this to have Green in and the government are still being like yeah but no legal obligations so well this is
0: another another quote I found as well Eamon Ryan apparently welcomes the ruling. He's delighted. He hasn't obviously commented on it until now, because, you know, that would be that would be too much. But he is Mm -hmm. delighted and he's congratulated FIE, the group that's taken the court. And this is a quote from Eamon Ryan. He said that we can use this as an opportunity to raise ambition, to empower um, action, and to ensure that our shared future delivers a better quality of life for all. And this is the same week that he voted against a living wage for workers. <laughs> so it's just like again, lip service. Total like, oh, can't wait. And like, it, it, it's interesting because like this isn't getting enough coverage at all um, because this is huge. Like you're we saying, yeah, it's like it's
1: really significant. It's
0: really significant. It's going to like set the path for a lot of um, climate activism from like here on out. But the doll went on holiday um, as the day the ruling happened in the court or whatever. And it, I didn't see it anywhere. Like I saw a couple, I saw an Irish Times article, a couple other things. Um, but I had to go looking for it. You know, it wasn't really like in oh, the news. I only know
1: about it because we were talking about it on this podcast today. Like, <laughs> you know, like it, was, it was buried beyond. Yeah.
0: And so like now basically it's all up to the government as soon as they come back from holidays to make a whole new mitigation plan that like, is way more coherent and like um, detailed, but it's it's interesting, right? Because like, the courts are saying, "Oh, we can't tell the government how to do a good job," but surely they're going to have to, if they come back with another mitigation plan it's also shit, they're gonna have to be like, "No, that's not good enough either," or like, "How do you know yeah, how?" there needs it?
1: to be a standard set somewhere right? in yeah. order to kind of say, "No, it's okay," you know? The, yeah, I got you.
2: But, like, I think what the problem for them is is that, like, so there's the Act that sets out you have to have this mitigation plan. And then what they said is that Section 4 of the Act, um, that the mitigation plan that's, that was ruled, overruled or whatever um, wasn't specific enough in terms of how you're going to meet the targets. So you have these targets that are in the Act, you're going to meet it, and the way you're going to do it is through this mitigation plan. But the mitigation plan was just pie in the sky, like, you know. Um So
1: the standards are set then they just need they need to provide the explanation for how they're
2: going to do exactly. it. Exactly. Like yeah it's it's all like oh well on public buildings we'll change this, we'll change that. It's all real like the low hi- the low hanging fruit type shit, like you know, that like everyone can say, Oh yeah But like it doesn't actually get to the to the heart of it. We'll
1: cycle more to work and make sure you know what I, I mean. I wouldn't like, be surprised. <laughs>
2: yeah. Did any of you see Eamon Ryan opening the the cycle way and the the speaker nearly fallen and killed. Uh, I think it was Pascal Dunne. <laughs> Go
0: away! You know? I haven't seen this. Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so they they were opening a new cycle, and some guy tripped over the wire, and the speaker came down. The the guy tripped and fell on the ground. Pascal Dunne, who went to pick him up, and like the speaker was got. <laughs> the, the speaker nearly killed Pascal Dunne, and Ivan Roy was just standing there, like you know, he didn't even move to try and save him. Like. <laughs> It was brilliant. It kind of sums it up, isn't it? Yeah. Like people dying. Yeah. And it's like, no,
1: but
0: a cycle lane. No, yeah, yeah.
2: A cycle lane.
1: But people are dying. It's yeah, yeah. Th- th-
2: this ruling causes major problems for them, right? So, so they had to. Um, the act says that every five years you have to come back with a new mitigation plan, okay? So, so it's like a
0: rolling plan, it's what they're calling it? Yeah, isn't it? Exactly, it's like, yeah. You know,
2: and so it was due to come back in the lifetime of this doll anyway, like, you know, and they would have been hoping, like, the Greens would throw a few extra things in, sell it as a good deal, you know. But now there's so much attention put on this now that, like, the Greens are actually going to have to, like, you know, try and get, like, good stuff in. um, And, like, the question is, like, political will versus, like, is... They're not going to, like, even what the courts are saying, like, if if we were to have a mitigation plan to hit these targets, we'd need all these radical changes. So, like, it's the question of, like, the political will, and there's a big chance now, like, to pile a load of pressure on, um, like, the establishment parties, through, like, movements on the streets, to try and, like, because there's something tangible that you can, like, say to people, look, we should be out in the streets fighting for this because it's coming up soon. Um, So it's pressure for the Greens to actually get something, because this will be, like, a real, like, you know, a it'll set the bar for how low to go you know Mm -hmm. definitely there's
1: a lot of environmental activists who are waiting in the shadows for another big spike in the movement you know what I mean so you're right Dave like it's there it's ready to go out on the streets and fight
0: yeah I think it's just going to be a thing of like making this issue accessible to people because like like I said like it was hard to find stuff on it that's like the media's fault for not covering it but also like with this it's going to be a case of like setting it out in really simple terms as well because i just like can't do lawyer speak at all like and a lot of it is like you know oh, i don't know what talking about like all oh, these kind of big words and for me it's like i think we just need to make it really clear it's like now we have the perfect opportunity to enact like really radical climate policies this is like we need to keep the pressure up like you're saying um but yeah it's definitely good news and um I would like, yeah, congratulations to FIE who were taking the case because i say it wasn't easy. Yeah, fair play. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It would be nice to see it taken on, like, by the time the doll is even going back into their first session that we have a movement outside ready for them to welcome them back, you know? We're watching this. We're waiting on this
0: <laughs> mitigation plan now. Although mi- although mitigation yeah. plan doesn't really roll off the tongue necessarily. It's not. Really does it? smooth, it's no. not like-
1: <laughs> we'll have to. <laughs> it's not one of those chants that's going to be easy to say. Well, yeah. don't we want an
0: adequate mitigation plan. Yeah. <laughs> <We're just laughs>
1: with a full explanation of how you're going to reach the carbon reduction numbers. You know?
2: <laughs> that's not. Yeah, we're going to have to come up with something catchy, isn't Yeah, we'll-,
1: we'll get something better than that. Yeah.
2: Look, well, Just as as part of this, in the acts that this is based on, right? You know, they have set up this. It's mentioned in the rule in the climate advisory board or committee or something right, so this is like it's meant to advise the government on um like environmental measures you know, so you think it's just made up of scientists like climate scientists, but like just from memory, I seem to remember that they have like representatives of like big agriculture on it um representatives of, of of big industry, so it's like you know you have these climate scientists saying we need to do x, y, and Z, and then these lads going, hey, oh, you can't really do that the cows you can't really do that, you know. <laughs>
1: And how exactly will we profit from this in the agricultural <laughs> exactly, yeah, industry? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there was, like... And the thing was, as well, like, they it's not that they don't have, like, a load of recommendations in front of them for in terms of climate change. They did the Citizens' Assembly, which came back with 13 really solid recommendations or whatever. They've just gone. They've, like, disappeared. I didn't hear anything about that. Um, they also did that, like... I thought it was, like, it's, like, very patronising, like, getting the kids in to be, like, oh, like, tell us what you think we should do about the climate, and then, like, being, like, isn't that cute, here's an article about it, and then just being, like, never hearing anything about it again. Hang on,
2: hang on, (laughs) are you talking about the fake doll they had for kids? Yeah! Where where, Where do you... Where they all-war suits <laughs> yeah, was, oh no
0: it was so patronising I find like it
2: was... who does that when they're 12 like
0: <laughs> I know but some of them were like climate activists like actually like aware of like climate yeah. and stuff like that and ha- they had like good ideas and stuff and it was like so fucking patronising I thought it was just gross it was like oh climate change kids like that so let's like get them in won't that be cute you know what I mean yeah.
1: it's the whole Gra- a Thunberg thing that's what I'm saying yeah that, you know what I mean how could she possibly understand she's such a little girl it's yeah. like Fridays
0: for Future and it's like it's not a joke it's like actually their future do you know what I mean like the whole thing was gross it was like it was was a spectacle okay (laughs) yeah but that's the exact type of lip service they do. That's like the, you know what I mean? It's just like such a fucking.
1: Probably better behaved than they would be in the regular. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like a
2: journal die comment.
1: <laughs> I sound like Leo Radker giving out, I'm ashamed to be a part of this doll this evening.
2: <laughs> I might see a live video of it and see that I didn't wear like a Mick Wallace style t-shirt there. Were they all in that confo clothes? Like. <laughs>
0: did anyone wear repeal jumpers under their shirts to like rip off you know
2: (laughs) they probably
1: don't even know what repeal is because they haven't had sex education yet of an adequate standard so they don't know what's fucking going on
0: there you go there you go go. it's all connected
1: (laughs) and that is the round circle that we've been looking
0: (laughs) (laughs) at um yeah so other news statements in the week, or news stories in the week that was a big one um I think government lifted the evictions ban this week or just before they went on their holidays, didn't they? So does anyone have information on I that?
1: Mean, all I know of it is that apparently there's been these loopholes and stuff that allow for them to like like there there's no one protected on it. There's not even like o a p s or people who are vulnerable, so like you could literally just be thrown out on the street as somebody who has been told you need to still be cocooning. Like so, there's no, no care for people at all. Anyway, as usual.
2: Yeah, uh, it's 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 the breaking down of the thing that we're all in it together. You know, so like when when the pandemic first hit, it was like you know the state did all these measures that they said they couldn't do, eviction ban. You know the pup payment up. You know three hundred and fifty a week, and now slowly since then even though the pandemic is still here, you know, it hasn't gone away. They're, like, slowly undoing all this stuff and they're, like, go back and look after yourselves again in that pandemic there, folks, like, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> all right, well, we're fucking doing our job anyway. I'm on my summer holidays. Quick, quick little favour for the landlords on my way out there now. See season in September, lads. And I think if you look at,
2: them, like, those figures out during the week from, I think, you know, the Inner City Helping Homeless. And they had stuff, like, that was shown, like, that the numbers of people sleep on the street, despite, like, the eviction ban is starting to like go uh, go back up again. And it was like, there's more people going to soup kitchens, you know, by the, I think they're called the Muslim Sisters of Era or Aaron. They had a picture up saying that like, they would more people than ever, like, so like, it's slowly going back to the way it was in the middle of a pandemic still, like, you know.
0: Yeah, it's like, I think like during, the pandemic like the anti-eviction bill and like the rent freeze and everything like it just like it was a silver lining of like a really difficult time you know and like i myself had to move out of my house um or whatever it was and i was able to do it in my own time i didn't have to worry that the landlord was going to get rid of me but first you know what i mean it was just like it was a tough situation but having that in place was just like so comforting and it just should be there all the time it really should like no one should be evicted for economic reasons uh, ever ever
1: it just shouldn't be a thing like yeah it would be nice to see it as a standard set in people's minds of what way society could be run but it's just a shame though because for most people they're associating it with such drastic circumstances like obviously we've never seen a lockdown like that in society before so we shouldn't be associating like the only time we could possibly have a rent freeze and an eviction ban is in that circumstance you know what I mean we need to normalize that part of it but obviously not the pandemic bit (laughs)
0: totally yeah so now it's now it's the case that you can get evicted if the landlord wants to sell on for a better price is that correct so there's no protection even if it even if you've been the perfect tenant the whole time even if you've done everything right you're you know you could still get evicted if they just want to like try and make a few extra bob by selling it on or something like that yeah
2: and and that's that's the major loophole that landlords have been using for the last five years to get rid of people like you know um selling it on and then like you go back six months later and it's been rented out again, like you know. Or they're
0: doing alterations and stuff like that. That's another one I've, that people have used, and they're just like changing the shower curtains, and they're like we're yeah. doing <laughs> alterations. You have to leave, like
1: yeah. And then putting it back on the market for an extra five hundred quid a month, like do you know what I mean.
2: The government pretend wanting to look like they still give a shit and then uh, going, wait, what loophole did they use last time? Yeah, let's bring that (laughs) one back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll allow that again, yeah. Nobody really got too publicly outraged about that, so we'll see if we can get away with that one again. Fucking
0: hell, yeah, that's mad. Um... I also saw that they've been employing a load of people for themselves, like consultants and stuff like that, to the tune of 600 grand a year for the taxpayers. Like, so there's weird.
1: already been so much outrage about the wages and stuff like that. Like to be still trying to pull this shit is an absolute, it's just a laughing matter at this stage. <laughs> but,
2: but but I think it's like this thing of like they're hiring all these advisors, like, you know, um. it's just like, the icing on the cake for the end of the shittest forced term of any government you've ever had, like you know. Right, yeah, you're fucking right.
1: It's on. fucking what?
2: insane, like <laughs> You know, like so you had the pay for junior ministers that they took a load of shit. The for. super
1: junior ministers? Yeah, the, the super
2: <laughs> juniors gave it to them, took it back, and then decided like to split the pay increase between three of them rather than or that the pay increase two of them got would be split with the third fella, you know. Uh Chambers. Then what else have they done? They've had Barry Cowan, you know, getting rid of a minister already. You have Eamon Ryan asleep in the doll.
1: Yeah, yeah. They fucking voted against the Debenhams workers. Nearly killing
2: Pascal
0: Donahue. They, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but they did open that bike lane, lads, so everything seems there to be you all go. right. You know?
0: Do you know what? I forgive them. And <laughs> swings on her yeah.
1: They also had their last day was like... A, shit show. <laughs> yeah. Shit show in the doll. Where they ended up having people walking out and they tried to strip like smaller parties of their talking rights and they've literally just tried to attack all of our democratic rights within the first few weeks of their it's got
0: to be the worst first term like, it has to be, like, there has to be some sort of a record set up we should, like for the amount of, like, absolute just gaffes, like, that they've made, <laughs> oh god.
1: But wasn't it a case as well that, like, that was something that Fianna Fáil used to bring up all the time when Fianna Gael was in power and they'd be, like, pointing out how much they were spending on their junior ministers and, you know, all it, And now they're fucking straight in it, like... Being worse than ever.
0: Yeah, so apparently Eamon Ryan is also employing a lot of consultants as well, but um.
2: But he needs them, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep him awake, you yeah, know. You have to, exactly. two of yeah, them have... just have sticks just to chew. poke
1: yeah. them. <laughs> Social distance, keeping them awake
0: <laughs> Um. So yeah, the six hundred grand a year is just the cost of the advisors for. Micheál Martin for no one else just for Micheál Martin 600 grand a year spent on people telling him how to do a shitty job
1: (laughs) like why doesn't he have any qualifications to do the job himself do you know what I mean like why is he getting any kind of salary if he needs 600 grand worth of advisors if I needed 600 grand worth of advisors to do my fucking job I wouldn't be getting paid to do it do you know what I mean (laughs) it's
0: almost like he wasn't even actually elected and just claimed the power (laughs) in a weird way when he got the lowest historical vote out of any (laughs) Fianna Fáil leader Interesting.
1: <laughs> oh
2: God. It's...
1: Why did they give him the first term? I'm so curious. What, what kind of long-term game are Fianna playing here? Do you know what I mean? How did they get that?
2: I'd say it was because he he would have been, if he didn't become Taoiseach, he would have been the only Fianna Fáil leader ever not to become Taoiseach. So I'd say he was worried. Well, no, I'd say he was worried that if he went second, the government would collapse before he got his shot. And then and then they they'd have the knives out from when he'd be gone, like, you know.
0: Also Fenigales somehow still think they like have Superior politics to Fina Fall or something like this. So there's like a difference.
2: Oh, they're so
1: cringy. They really do. I know, do, right? Don't they, they? Re- they really oh, do. Don't they try and call it out, and you're like, you are the same. Stop Literally.
0: It. So, I t- if I was going to put my mind in a Fina Gaylor, which I, I don't like to do often, but if I was going to go there, <laughs> I would say it's something like, oh, he, he's going to be shite, so we'll show up to be really great mm-hmm, with our mm-hmm. politics when he's then done. And Leo comes arena.
1: back in. I just, I feel like from their side, it was a really silly move because Leo did gain a lot of popularity. From the pandemic stuff, you know what I mean? People were really foolishly taken in by his quotes from you know modern literature and stuff like that. That he was pulling Terminator
2: out Terminator 2 and mean, yeah, Girls. Yeah.
0: mean girls, yeah, <laughs> fucking hell, oh craziness, God. wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, you were saying, Nicole, like cases have hopped up, um, which is very scary, like awfully. And Kildare and Leash are all on local lockdown now. And um, um, Yeah, like, what do you think it's... Do you think it's going to be second wave fully locked down again? Or do you think this is just, like, going to be worse than the first one? Or
1: It's just outrageous that, like, what was it? Like, a 100 and something of the 180 cases, I think it was like 110 or something of them, are in concentrated in kildare i want to say and that's the meat packing industry so like something that's been called out since the very start of the lockdown like we discussed this on a news podcast it was probably the three of us and paul on the freaking podcast like it was just like he brought it up in the doll at the time do you know what i mean he was accused of
0: slandering them like that uh, yeah Yeah.
1: But like the worst of it is, is people like, why don't people tune into this? Like your meat pack, like your food is being processed in this place where COVID is rampant. I've also heard reports of um, businesses very, unless they have been like inspected, like if they have people who have come down with cases of COVID within their company, that they're just kind of making the staff themselves do a, a big clean Um overnight rather than actually like closing down and getting professionals in to do a deep clean as is like the legislation that has been written out i heard of one big multinational company and they emailed all of the local managers and said they needed one of their staff members because they needed somebody to be sent out to this particular store because covid had been there and they needed to help clean overnight like They were put up up in a hotel, like... And to even put that on a a manager who works with these people to pick one of their staff, like, you need to pick someone who needs to go off. And then we expect them back in work next week so they can bring the COVID back with them to this other shop.
2: Do you know what I mean? In my office, they were saying that, like, uh, in one of the other, like... Other offices linked to us that they picked the a designated survivor, you know, the one person <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't be put at risk of getting COVID, so the place could keep operating. Like you know, if everybody Stop else got and that
1: person is just not allowed to yeah. leave
2: their house. Like well, we we're back in the office for two days a week next week. Like you know, Ooh, so um,
1: and are you excited to be back in,
2: Dave? I am indeed because I'm I'm going mad now at home, you know. Um, but uh, just I'm gonna have to get up at the crack of dawn to get a bus before that's it's packed that's the worst you know? thing about it because yeah. only have capacity so like yeah i'll have to be out there for like six or quarter past six or something oh my god like i, I mean
1: i'm sure you're used to getting up 10 minutes before you're supposed to be <laughs> in work right? yeah
0: not even 10 minutes like two,
2: 30 yeah, seconds yeah. Over.
1: where did i put that laptop again
2: <laughs> if you go back to the meat pa- packing plants like i think uh, it came out today so say sunday that um like there'd been workers in the meat packing factories who were told they'd come back from abroad from visiting family over the last few months and when they arrived back they said well i have to quarantine for 14 days and like they were told no come into work or else your job is gone oh my god no way yeah so you have that you have the fact that like it's yeah and it's it's, there's that you have workers who are because they don't get sick pay and they're normally so lowly paid that they're taking like paracetamol or Pandol or whatever before they go to work when they get their temperature taken to push their temperature down because they can't afford to be out of work because they have no sick pay. So therefore they go to work sick because like, they have no other option. And then you have situations like this.
1: Like, And who can they even report this to? You know what I mean? Who? Well, they're
2: supposed to, the HSA, the Health and Safety Authority are supposed to. But also then. But
0: they've had all these like backed up complaints yeah. and stuff like that, and they haven't looked into it at all. They wouldn't even go and look in Keelings or anything. Yeah,
1: so the meat me packing industry workers have been complaining since the beginning, like exactly. Yeah.
0: so that was the, that was the thing, wasn't it? When Paul brought up the thing about Keelings with the workers and like were they being all confined in one room and like a load of questions about it. And the HSA, didn't they, like, just say, oh, yeah, we we checked it out, it's fine. And, like didn't publish any reports or, like, findings or anything like that or kind of, like, yeah, they seem to have been really slipped. So that's, like, the only place you can report these things to. But, yeah, they don't seem to be doing much about it, so...
2: Did, didn't the Health and Safety or the HSE say they wouldn't go down to the meat packing plants because they were afraid that their inspectors would get... Um would get COVID in the meatpacking plants like because like that's just so dodgy like they couldn't go
0: check to see if COVID was spreading in the meatpacking plants because Because it was spreading so much that they were afraid of getting that like fucking hell like
1: do you need an answer to this question still or (laughs) yeah
0: put that on your report like officer wouldn't go because he was terrified it's madness yeah um and is that's like uh similar to that thing about the redundancy pay that's being cut for workers now as well isn't it or it's like it's just another example of how they're just like treating workers like absolute shite during this pandemic
2: yeah so this is like at the minute you have like obviously the Debenhams workers out on strike because they're getting screwed over in terms of their um redundancy money okay uh so what this has done so when this was when the pandemic hit the government had this idea like there's going to be a jobs massacre here you know so like if you had like the you know the scheme where they, they'll pay the temporary wage scheme and it's this idea in their head that if you keep the link between the employee and a boss that when things pick up that everything like they're, they're essentially backing on everything going back to normal like you know and everybody will get their job back so what this from their point of view what they were trying to do was stop companies making people redundant so they banned, like, they effectively banned redundancy and what they did last week was they extended it on into the future again. Um, so in their minds they're gonna stop bosses from making people redundant. Therefore they keep that link between worker and boss. But what it does for the worker is like it absolutely undermines their conditions because if you're a worker, so to keep you on the boss puts you on short time or you know, like a zero hour contract week. basically or something
1: exactly, like that. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Rather than rather than making you redundant. But if you're a worker, then like, what's your option? Is to go and get another job, right? Because like, you can't afford to live like that. You can't afford to wait around for the boss to decide. Oh, I'll have all my staff back. You know.
1: I'm ready for you now, peasants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs>
2: Fucking hell. So it it will it'll in effect allow bosses like to, you know, like to basically get rid. No people won't be able to hang on in there for ages. They'll go and they'll get another job somewhere else. Rather than having the job that they're supposed to have, and they'll lose out on their redundancy pay. So it'll save the state a fortune in two weeks' statutory redundancies, and it'll save companies a fortune in having to pay people redundancy money. And
1: also publicity <laughs> and fucking stuff like that. Like, because Debenham's name has been dragged through the mud now by being such fuckers. Whereas if people can get the actual employees to leave themselves, then they don't have that. Like, also, the government then managed to keep their employment figures low unemployment figures low exactly. if they have people and, and, in this like limbo phase you know what i mean they can report them differently and like. while
2: they're paying like, mo- like part of the wages you know what i mean it's like this ideological thing that they have like they did it in the crash previously like you know it was like part of the logic behind stuff like job bridge and all like you know that if you have somebody having a link within an employer even if they're working for free that's likely to lead to a job somewhere along the line um but it's 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 crazy, I and mean, like it's in it, it like redundancy is like a basic right that people should have. Like it's been it's been hammered so much over the last few decades. Like you know. Um
0: it's very much like you were saying, Dave. That we're all in this together has officially left the building. <laughs> it's like yeah, out, yeah. out the window. It's like yeah, very absolutely. much like right down the business. It's like the start of
2: one of those films, like where it's a team at the start and at the end they're all killing each other. Like you yeah, know? And yeah. That's, 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 that's what it's like. But it's happened in like three weeks. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. And on that note, I think we're gonna have to leave it there for this week. Even though we could keep giving out, I'm sure um so yeah thanks again to everyone for listening and please do consider donating if you can at all even five or ten or whatever um we don't like any corporate sponsorship um we don't do advertising we don't do anything like that this is the only time we've asked for money and it's the only money we get in for this podcast so yeah if you do like the podcast please do consider donating and yeah Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Nicole and David here, and we'll see you next uh, this time next week. Bye. Bye. You wake up and your head's fucked. You stick your trousers on and your last bit of
1: makeup. Your last coat button falls away, floating through life another day. One you like bigger than the other. People on the bus shouting at one another. Can
0: kind of soup or guymer mix. Go get that bird in the lorry. Stay